0: Hello, magic folk. Just want to put this here at the beginning of the episode. I do apologize for this week's episode coming out a little bit later. Had some family issues come up to delay the editing of the podcast for me, but uh, here it is. It is out now. And so there will be a bit of a, a cut in the middle of the episode as well because of this. I wanted to quickly insert some news information that we got. At the time or after the time that we recorded, and no mod, that I really will not drink for y'all Danny to drink. hear. This is well. not because we'll of you, next <laughs> this, week. this is me on my own free will. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. I'm putting so, it down. Yeah, here's uh here's bad the the episode. free will. Danny, put that bottle that is up good to your free you will. That is not good free will. That is good free will. You You're well. not training your liver right. My liver doesn't need to be trained. Danny, drink. No.
1: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G.
0: Hello and welcome, Magic folks, to episode 157 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. Over there we got Danny. What's up? Again, does not want to start more podcasts. Nope. Let us know in the comments. Don't have time for it. Hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, if you want to hear uh, us three schmucks talk about sports or time zones or legal legalese. Let's get back on topic already. Back on topic. Thank you so much for clicking this episode and uh, deciding to listen to us. It means a lot that you take your time to do that each week. If this is your first time here, hello, welcome. We're sorry. Yes. And if this is not your first time, pat yourself on the back for returning, I guess. Thank you. And we're sorry. Yes. Are we sorry? I mean, I feel like they're doing it to themselves. Are they Are they masochists at that point? Probably. You masochist. You dirty, dirty masochist. They want to be hurt. Let's begin our episode by thanking the amazing patrons that support this content. The The truest of masochists, of podcast listeners that feel that this content is worth supporting. We got two tiers right now a three dollar tier and a ten dollar tier at the three dollar tier you get put in for booster drawings each month uh and we're and we're keeping in a thematic theme again for next month and currently during our secret live stream which is another benefit of being a patron you just get you can have a secret live stream for these drawings we have the idea of packs being battle bond throne of eldraine and modern horizons 2 in The spirits of like giving and food, modern horizons, too, because you got Asmo, Maldi, the Kaidla, Duke, cool, the cars, yeah, Asmo, <laughs> because she makes food and that's in there, and Chef's Kiss is in there, so kind of food based sets, Throne of Eldraine, same thing, food got introduced into there, so that's the uh, the theme that we're looking at, and Battle Pond just kind of being like bonding together, um. Yeah, and uh, at the $10, you get put in for a drawing for commander card uh, or cards that can total be valued between $15 and $20, and that's going to try to stay on theme. We we're trying to th- think of, like, birds and turkeys and shit like that, so if you got suggestions, let us know. Currently, we got Kaikar, the uh, the bird that makes birds makes spirits, that sacks spirits, makes mana. Sure. That's, that's in that price range there. So... Big thank you to Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie Kay, Vera, Chimera, KCB, and Ernest. Thank you to each and every one of you. It is greatly appreciated that you think that this is worth supporting. And if you want to support too as well links down below for our patreon uh money just goes right back into supporting hosting costs for this and buying for the cards pay for the shipping and all that other jazz there we have playmats for sale if you don't want to support us on patreon we got a few left uh pretty soon i think i'm going to give myself an end date at the beginning of next month in november we will have the new playmat designs up for people to look at and to hopefully be able to purchase. Oh boy. Yeah. Give, saying it now, I give myself an end date for that. And hopefully in one month time we can like sell the remaining few playmats that we have mm-hmm. and then get started there for more. Also think we're going to, tr- hopefully we'll try some more stuff. We'll see how ambitious we feel and go from there. But uh, playmats support us there. Uh, If you don't want to hit us, uh, you hit us up on any of the social medias to pick up our playmats and then we we will ship them to you. Um, If you don't want to do that and hit us up online, you can check out our sponsor, J-Dubs, if you're in the FM area and pick up our playmats there because Josh has them. But if you're in the FM area, check out J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming. And a big thank you for them for sponsoring us. Speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now.
1: J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all. Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: Thank you, j for supporting us. Uh, let's give you the, the breakdown how this episode is going to go for everybody. Starting off over at the Boggle Desk, we'll be talking, I'll quickly mention that SALT report there for y'all. Then uh, no other event results that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about upcoming events through j Magic 30, Magic Summits. And then we got a lot of news because last week there was a big dump of information coming from uh, weekly mtg with blake rasmussen so we're going to talk about that there's some spell slingers updates cosplay updates and brothers war stuff jumping to the conjured currency after that talk magic finance and then i have a quick thought cast i want to pick danny's brain at and see oh boy see if he can see if he can how quickly he can think on his feet here not very so let's uh go over to the boggle desk where i'm going to give you that quick salt report now so yeah at League. You you have to go through it now. Like, start from the beginning. Start at the beginning. So, uh, I didn't play... The, so, it wasn't this last Thursday. It was the Thursday before. But I don't yeah. think I mentioned this for the Salt Report no. the following week. So, this is two weeks ago on Thursday that I was playing at J-Dubs for their Thursday night's Commander Night. Or mm-hmm. The Commander Leagues. And you get achievements and stuff... Uh, by completing uh, a bunch of different variety of things. Like if you kill destroy a card that's valued at $50 with a red spell, you have a commander on the battlefield for eight turns, you control 20 non-land, non-token permanents, and then just a bunch of sh- shit like that. And one of the achievements was drawing 30 cards in one turn. I was playing my Verena deck. I was in a pod with a... Um... Oh, man. That's Selesnia Enchantress... Uh from Theros Beyond Death that makes tokens when it gets enchanted. Can't remember what its name is, but it was that. Anywhere. There was that. There was a Ur Dragon and uh Gren- yeah, Grenzo was getting played. Rakdos Grenzo. And uh <laughs> The game was going very intense. I did the my favorite thing to do in my... Oh, I was playing Verena. I don't know if I said that. I was playing Verena, so my zombie deck. And one of my favorite things to do in my Verena deck is have Micaius the Unhallowed and have Vineral Herboric Tyrants out because you can blow up the board when Vineral dies and the Undying Trigger brings it back with whatever else outside of michaeus coming back and you get a bunch of tapped zombies when uh the comes into play because you make two you make tapped to two zombies equal to the number of creatures that died this turn so it can get pretty it, it can build up if you get it entering the battlefield a couple times your turn per turn but when it dies you pay one and it uh Navineral discs everything so I had the thirty zombies and I was telling Peter who was playing Sign of the Ur, who was playing the earth Dragon, and he had the he had the kill on board to finish me off. Yep. And I'm like, dude, let me draw these cards because this is gonna be a super hard achievement to make. I can I can I can do it. You won't die. But then came to my turn. I was doing the math, and I'm like, maybe we could get one more gain after this if I kill everybody right now. So I just kind of yoinked that win from poor Peter. It's a salt report because I feel extremely bad about doing that. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. Don't lie, Matt. I did it for the fucking. Don't (laughs) lie. I did it. For the achievement. Liar. I got the achievement, and it was such a dirty achievement. It's a dirty Jameson, man. It was a fucking dirty Jameson.
2: Lies. But, you did it on purpose. You lied to him so you could get the win.
0: Typical blue player. Hold on now. Hold on. Now. I don't know typical about, blue player. Don't know about typical blue player, but yes, I did that. That was that was my salt report. I, I again I can't I can't say that it was a sugar report. I felt really bad after the fact for that, but I did get the achievement of drawing 30 cards in one turn because when Verena's out, you attack with zombies. You draw that many cards, discard that many cards, and gain that much life to make it clear. So I had that attacked with my 30-plus zombies that I made with the tokens from Navineral and just whatever else I had that had the undying trigger come in. And so go in and swing, kill the whole table, <laughs> draw the cards, Dirty them. player. It was, it, was, it was rough. It was very rough. I had to lie for the win. So let's jump over to the upcoming events that we got. Speaking of J-Dubs, J-Dubs is going hard with their event planning. Starting it off, starting off the litany of events this Friday, the 7th at 630, J-Dubs is hosting a Warhammer 40k launch party, $80 Eighty dollars will get you entry into a pod of four, and one of the four random, one of the four Warhammer decks at random. If you win the pod, you will receive another Warhammer deck of your choice. The following weekend of October fifteenth at twelve p.m., there will be the Dominaria United Modern Store Championship. Entry is twenty. This event will be done in Swiss pairings with a cut to top eight. All participants will receive a promo spell Pierce. Top 8 gets a Gilded Goose and the winner of the whole thing takes home a textless Omneth Locus of Creation and a bunch of other prizes depending on the turnout. Next, I didn't have enough time to type this down. My day was pretty long. Danny and I just wanted to mention this one here real quick because we thought it was pretty cool. On Sunday, the next, the 16th, j is going to have a Learn to Play a D&D event. If you're interested in sitting in on a short learn-to-play experience, this is a great opportunity for you. Please contact the store to pre-register for the event. As spaces are limited, we'll be running two events, one at 12 noon and one at 3 p.m. These are free events to enter. So October 16th at noon and at 3, you can uh, learn to play D&D there. I thought that was super cool that they are deciding to do that. What wonder if they have D&D night. Maybe. Uh. The end of October, the 29th, j is having their sports cards and gaming show, and that's just kind of a local thing where a bunch of different vendors come in, and it's just a big meet and swap with cards ranging from Pokemon, sports cards, MTG, and all that stuff there. That's fun to check out. It's October the 29th at 10 a.m. Then the j DreamHack RCQ Cycle 2 is going on November 5th at 12 p.m., Join J-Dubs for round two of the DreamHack RCQ. This will be a modern event with Swiss rounds based upon attendance and a cut to top eight. Entry is $50. Participation, you will get a Thraben Inspector promo and one booster pack of Double Masters 2022. Top eight gets a Selfless Spirit Borderless promo. Top eight pin and additional prizing based on attendance. First place, invitation to the regionals. Selfless Spirit borderless promo champion pin and lanyard foiled textured renin six and one of each foil fetch from modern horizons two god fucking damn that is some fucking value for that rcq right there man Mm-hmm. It's so good but you gotta win it you gotta win it but even just playing participation you get a thraben inspector and a double masters 2022 pack i, I, I think you're gonna be fine with that how much so, is entry entry is 50 bucks So it's like thirty for the it's thirty for playing, the pack is like twenty, and you get a promo three nice the you get a promo the Raven Inspector that there's only a limited quantity of them printed out to WPN stores that get True. into that. So yeah, November fifth at twelve at J Dubs. Another one I want to quickly mention. I got to go off the top of my head. Uh, this Unfinity is releasing and Paradox. is... In Fargo is going to be having a Infinity Draft on Saturday, the eighth at noon. If you go, if you're in the FM area, you go up there. They have these little ticket printouts that, if you pick them up and you come back on Saturday to show them that, you will get your entry fee waived. You just have to pay for the packs. So, entry you get a free entry, but you got to pay for the packs for that up at Docs. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm looking to attend that. I was up there with. With Discord member and Patreon member Casey, and we we're talking about that. So,
2: well, packs can't be that much, can they? Nah, I think they're a typical
0: price for five them. bucks, yeah, four ninety nine or whatever.
2: And how many packs you have to buy?
0: Uh, it is a draft, so three. Oh, so fifteen dollars. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be twenty if you didn't come in with a ticket. But even twenty without the ticket, it's you know typical for a draft.
2: You're right. So yeah, because yeah, yeah, that fun. just
0: goes to the prize pool. So there is that. And then also quickly mention the Magic 30 event that is happening at the end, near the end of the month here. Got to pull up this tab, which has this link. Yeah, sure. That link. There we go. Magic 30. Remember, tickets are completely sold out. It is the, I don't even have the dates up here. Oh, October 28th through the 30th. So the, the World Championship is going on there. There's going to be a bunch of Brothers War information that will be dropping dropping during some Twitch events and stuff as well going on at the time. So even though you can't attend, probably, if you did get a ticket, let us know. That'd be cool to know. But if you're un, uh, since you're unable to attend, most likely, there will still be ways to interact with Magic 30. The other big event that is coming is the Magic Summit brought to you by Kingdoms, November 11th through the 13th. In Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of content creators that are gonna be here. And the best way to describe it is kind of going back to the roots of what like a GP feel mm-hmm. is because there's gonna be a bunch of big events, like a bunch of 5Ks, a bunch of side events, and like creator based things. Like you can draft with uh, you can draft with a professor. As one of the things here, but the gathering begins at the summit. The heroes connect with the most iconic content creators, the most decorated pro players, and the biggest original magic artists. The treasure: an unlimited black lotus, tens of thousands of dollars in prizes, mystery treasure boxes, and more. Yeah, the winner of the whole the, this of the main events will go home with an unlimited black lotus, which I think is valued at forty k or something like that. Right?
2: You're in front of a computer, there, sir. Yeah.
0: Unlimited black lotus. Yes. Uh, join the kingdoms. Guild a VIP experience unrivaled by any events in Magic history. Uh, The event begins in 38 days, 12 hours. So we'll link that down below if that is something that you're interested in going to. Check it out. This one you can even enter without having a ticket, kind of thing. If I'm not mistaken. Would you want to go to Utah, Danny? November.
2: I don't know why not. Seriously? I was kind of kidding, but
0: maybe we're gonna have to talk about this this week. So unlimited
2: Black Lotus. Is currently selling for market at zero dollars because there's none in the market. Yeah. Uh, average is nineteen thousand dollars.
0: Okay, so just shy of twenty k. Yep. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad for a first place prize.
2: It's better than winning twenty thousand dollars because it'll never go down in value.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is very true. This week in Utah special episode, yes, maybe we, maybe we can fucking make it happen. See how much it costs to get some plane tickets to Utah. Probably cheaper than... uh,
2: You're on your fucking
0: computer. But we got to keep going. So there's no blog talk this week. No. So Danny, just take it away with the news. I was going to look at tickets. Oh, you're going to look at... I
2: was was going to, but I'll take over the news. With this, uh, we'll start this week. As you all know, here at This Week in MTG, we have been talking about making more content for you beautiful listeners. So, I would like to announce that I, Danny said, will be joining the empty cosplay community. Fuck you, <laughs> oh, God damn it! I should have read it before I said it. Keep going. Oh, uh, this is why I don't read what you, read what you write. <laughs> oh, god. um, I will not be doing what he says. Um, At least read it. At least read
0: it. <laughs> Humor me. I've had a long day. Humor me, Danny. <laughs> uh,
2: so have I. I've, I've been home with the kids since 3 o'clock. Uh, so Matt says, For the, my first cosplay, I will become CSA, whether like Captain. captain. Um, I can't wait to be started on this project and model it for everyone. Patrons will get early access and receive progress updates as I sketch, design, and create this piece. Thank you for your support. So, if you guys... <laughs> If you guys donate $500 to us, I will gladly do this. We're in. You heard it $500. here. $500. You
0: heard this. You heard it here, folks. He's in on this idea.
2: Those you guys are buying all supplies and uh yeah, you're paying for my time. <laughs> but a, anyway, there's a number. Speaking of cosplay, Watsi has received some significant clapback for the Magic 30 cosplay contest prizes that they overhauled it to something more appealing to participants. Originally, getting announced back in mid-September, the prizes for winning Best in Show was a 200 Joanne gift card. Wow, slap in the face! Two three-day badges to an upcoming event and one hotel room to be used at the upcoming event. Three judges. Awards for novice, journeyman, and masters categories receiving $100 Joanne gift cards and additional prizing was to be announced later with a sponsor. A bunch of magic players and cosplayers were not excited with this at all. With some of them taking to Twitter and asking Watsi what their reasoning was for the prize, because it doesn't come near the actual amount of time and money justifying entry or entering. Uh, Saffron Olive on Twitter said it best. Um, quote, I actually laughed out loud when I read this. You make a costume that takes a lot of time and money. Pay $160 plus for a ticket to Magic 30, probably thousands for a room and travel, and you can win a $200 Joanne Fabric gift card. End quote. Well, after weeks of worth of backlash from the community, watching amended this uh, Magic 30 cosplay prizes. Best in show will receive $3,000 cash prize, $200 Joanne gift card, two three-day VIP badges to the final festival event in 2023, and one hotel for the event. Best and show runner-up will receive $1,750. A right, $150 gift card, one three-day VIP pass to the final festival in... First. first. Oh, to the first festival yep. in 2023, and one hotel room for the event. There will be three judge prizes for novice, journeyman, and master's categories. Each category winner receives $1,000 cash, $100 Joanne gift card, and one 3-day badge to the first festival in 2023 and one hotel for the event. There were additional prizes, or there will be additional prizes and categories to be determined at a later date by sponsor. Uh, Magic votes seemed pretty positive about the change to the awards and for the cosplayers. Quick add to here, if you are interested in attending the Magic 30 cosplay contest, you will Have until October seventh at eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific time to apply to be considered for the event or contest. All links below will have all the details for interested.
0: We got uh, Christian in the chat saying, "Yeah, I I see him win for the podcast."
2: So here's the thing: obviously, there's no way I'm gonna get there (laughs) at all because you guys would have to sponsor me. Yeah, yeah. Both, both in lodging, food, travel. That's a lot of money. It so is a lot of money. if you can get probably $6,000 in like three days, sure, I'll put my name in there to become CSE.
0: There we go. You heard but it here first, folks.
2: Yeah, that's $6,000 in cash. So I'll be able to afford a ticket. Actually, I don't think I can actually get in there. Because I don't have a ticket for the Magic Thirty. Maybe. Where well, the like, Bert, you just moved to a house. You can't afford it. <laughs> Where's the link?
0: <laughs> May I send them our OnlyFans. Yes, our OnlyFans link. There, there are current pictures there. <laughs> I'm gonna make one tonight for us. Okay. <clears throat> While Danny is planning to sling some spandex and dope-ass-to-say accessories... I'm literally going to make one right now. ...his magnificently oiled body, I will be slinging you, beautiful magic folk, the latest patch note information of magic No one wants to see
2: this dad bod and see the outfit.
0: Ye of little faith, we got Barra who wants the link to this right now. You see that? He said right there, where's the link? I'm not even looking at the fact that he said shut up after the fact that we were saying that. He wants the link. God. So, a uh, quick reminder with what Spell Slingers is: it's a mobile game with digital-only mechanics that functions with players receiving a mana each turn, so that way you can kind of cast all your spells, but there's always mana costs and stuff, and there's just those digital-only mechanics. Kind of Hearthstone-esque if you've played that before. So I'll be talking about card names and abilities, but if this is a game that you don't really care about, you can just ignore this bit until we start with the next bit of news, because, I don't know, definitely ain't for everyone. <laughs> and going in full details of, of Spell Slingers super quick little too much for this podcast go you, you can find contact sand black makes some great videos on spellslinger so check that out on youtube but back to the patch notes the developers want to be as active as possible in identifying problems in the meta and solve them they stayed in their they state in the patch notes article so they're showing how close that they're keeping an eye on the meta by adjusting one of the newer cards that got released in the Baldur's gate update the Planeswalker, Drizzt had a few of his signature cards get adjusted, like Guinevere, which before had Trample and now no longer does. The developer stated that the Trample created a level of ine- inevitability for the opponent due to them having to make very unfavored blocks on Guinevere, which kept their other legends in the deck safe on board. The other two signature cards for the Drizzet deck, Defend with Twinkle and Strike with Ice Death, Icing Death, Just got their mana cost increased from 2 to 3. The effects are pretty much still the same. These being at 2 cause extremely positive tempo swings, putting Drizzt even further ahead. Per one quote directly from the article. The Land Deep Forest arena got adjusted from giving the first creature you summon this turn, plus 2, plus 2 in ward, to just giving it +1/+1 plus in one, plus one Ward instead. Decks that have creatures with haste pushed that extra point of power toughness to a harder to handle level. This land can only be used in green decks, and reducing the power and reducing the power and toughness pump by one should make combat with green X Stompy decks more manageable. The final card to receive an adjustment in Spell Slingers is Inferno and getting its power and toughment adjusted, going from being a 2-3 to a 2-2. With more cards being able to deal 2 damage, the developers hope to keep this hasty dragon that summons an artifact when it attacks on a level playing field. There are a few other bug updates I were mentioned, but for those of you interested, we'll leave the link down for that blue. So, there you go, there's your Spellslingers update, Danny. This one, you're going to have to click another link because I didn't finish typing up the second what part. What the, the, for the For the Transformers part here.
2: Oh, so. um, Do you like new cards, man? Me? Of course you do. For, why am I even asking? <laughs> uh, you're a Magic Player for God's sake. Um, over at Hasbro PulseCon, or over at Hasbro PulseCon last week, there were two new announcements for cards. Hasbro Pulse is a con where Hasbro shows cases of a n- bunch of new and upcoming products like action figures, like no one cares, and all this stuff that falls in their IP. So at Pulse last week, Hasbro had revealed a new secret lair, Little Walkers. Little lair. <laughs> Little lair. Uh, this five card drop has Elspeth, Sun's Champion, Narset, Parter of Veils, Shahili, Subline Artificer. Um, Sarkon Ball and Garrick Wildspeaker. All do, done in the cute chibi arts of um, Uta Natsumi, who did the first Little Lower Walkers earlier this year. They come in a traditional foil and non foil for $39.99 and $29.99, respectively. Uh, they are available for pre order until November 14th.
0: They do look very adorable,
2: they look better than the first ones. I don't know, that Ashiak was so good. The though. first one I'd want, the
0: Ajani. The Ajani was really good. The Ajani oh. was good. The uh, the Ashiak was good. But, yeah, I guess we'll click the link,
2: because also they announced that I'm sure you've seen some spoilers. It was. Of course, the link doesn't show it, because the link just shows the little or Walkers.
0: The second one that has Transformers on it?
2: I clicked this link, sir. That link. What the fuck? I thought that was him one.
0: Yeah,
2: anyway. Man, his links. Uh, Transformers are now within the Magic Universe. Actually, they're not. But they're just getting a. Are they actually getting their own cards?
0: Yeah, those are actual Magic cards. What the fuck? They're part of the Universes Beyond uh, treatment where, you know, outside IP gets turned into a Magic card. For dumb. I'm sorry.
2: I like Transformers, but no. 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 That's all I got to say is no. Like, they look sweet, but no.
0: They look sweet. The abilities are pretty solid as well.
2: Oh, my God. So, I'm trying to find a link or a list of cards that are actually in this.
0: <laughs> Christian's like, best reaction. Thanks. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. So we have Optimus Prime Hero. He is going to be a white, blue, red, three robot. Legendary artifact creature. um, With the ability of more than meets the eye. For two blue, red, white. Uh, You may cast this card converted for this. At the beginning of each end step, bolster one. And when he dies, return to Battlefield Converted under its owner's control or under owner's control. Then he becomes Optimus Prime Autobot Leader. With uh it's a legendary artifact vehicle. Looks like he's a 6'8 living metal, as long as it's your turn, this vehicle is also a creature. With trample, whenever you attack, bolster two. The chosen creature gains trample until end of its turn, and when that creature deals combat damage to a player, convert Omnis Prime. And he also has this I guess a pretty nice alternate art
0: version. Yeah, like um borderless art treatment yeah. kind of thing.
2: The first art is throwback to what the 90s actual cartoon. The 80s. The 80s. 80s. Well, 80s, 80s 90s years. cartoon. Next up we go to uh, Star Scream, Power Hunger or um, Power Hungry. He's Black Three, same legendary artifact creature robot with the ability of meet more than eyes for Black Two. Um, flying. Whenever you draw a card, if you're if you're the monarch, target opponent loses two life. And whenever one or more creatures deal combat damage to you, convert Star Scream, and then it becomes Star Scream Seeker Leader. Vehicle. I don't know his power. He just or his power is two. I don't know if his toughness was two three. Is he still two three?
0: Yep, still two three.
2: Okay, so you didn't get bigger like Goblins did, All right? With flying menace haste, when he deals combat damage to a player, Uh target opponent loses two life. Whatever one or more creatures com- deal combat damage to you, convert it back. So we got the the what? What are the two clans? I can't remember. Autobots and Decepticons. There we go. So we got those leaders. So yeah, I guess look just click the links and see the tweets. Or I'm sure Magic the Gathering will have it on mythic spoiler possibly.
0: But it's very possible, yeah, cuz currently Scryfall does not got it up there. So Yeah, these Transformer cards I think are pretty cool. And I know there's like a lot more transformer fans and stuff that are definitely going to be more excited about this, but because we have transformer cards, uh, so the transformer mechanic, how that is going to work is let me let me pull this up here real quick. So it has more than meets the eye for a mana cost. And then what you do is you may cast this, the backside of it for it. So they're, they're, a, a, they're MDFC but you can only pay the more than meets the eye to cast the back side of it so for like Optimus Prime Hero who is on the front side a 6 mana 4 8 that has Ew. its abilities if you pay the 5 mana you can have it be the 6 8 on the back end
2: that makes sense now with it saying it's converted
0: Yep, it's it's just using a different term for it but yeah that's what
2: it's. It's. It seems like it's actually cheaper to get
0: the backside. Yeah, they want you to get the backside because, uh, it, I mean, it it, it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter like what. The- Whatever you want to choose, it's like they're giving you that option for it. And it seems really cool. And I'm pretty sure in the command zone, you're still going to be able to cast it for more than meets the eye. And I have to imagine that there is going to be commander tax still on that because there's the commander tax for like...
2: Well, it's just like any MDFC card.
0: Oh, no, hold on. Maybe it's not. You got things like... um, Oh. Derevi and uh, fucking the ninjutsu one. And shit like that so so yeah these transformer cards super cool i'm kind of actually looking forward to it another thing about these that these cards are getting actually put into set and collector boosters of brothers war packs so that's the thing that some people are a little bit why why the fuck are they mixing the two uh, the best way that I can explain that I can see it as is like remember what they did with Godzilla there? Those Godzilla So, so with,
2: with with Godzilla it's, it's different there with, for sure. With Godzilla, that was actually a magic card with a different skin. Yes. This is not These a are not different skins.
0: It they are literally different clan, cards that are not within magic. And we're gonna be getting Why magic the f- versions of them in like six to eight months, according to all universes beyond stuff that they've done. Like look at uh the Stranger Things and stuff. But anyways, yes. For dumb those are going to be an actual set and booster packs for open
2: dumb. Cause well, that's the
0: thing though. Like you
2: can get these cards great. You can never use them. You got them even they, even, they are, even
0: they are legal in command eternal formats. These are not standard legal as well. Uh you can't you can't play them in standard, you can't you can't play them in modern, but you can play them in eternal formats, legacy vintage commander. It's for dumb. Absolutely for dumb. For dumb. Yeah, so instead of it, it it does seem a little, I don't know, a little a little off putting. Like, like I I know a lot of people were very excited when Watsy did their Godzilla introductions for their reskins of different. So
2: they they sh- monsters they stuff. should have literally
0: done that for every set or for every product that they're gonna do like this. Yeah, imagine if they did something like this, like maybe if they did this for Kamigawa with some of their reconfigure things, like, kind of get that in there, that could have been cool. But at the same time, I could kind of see, you know, like, with a mechanic like More Than Meets the Eye, that is clearly uh, a Transformer thing. And
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's already putting a, I guess, um, ability that's already out there. Well, it's, it's not... It's it's a transform card, so like yeah. a day and night card, or yeah, day and night card. Yeah, I, think or, a, or I think
0: the best way to describe it, it's like the MDFCs of Strixhaven because they both have a front oh, and a back for the yeah. cast the back. And I'm pretty sure the reason why there's the ability on fronts and like having it convert is like all parts of how the game engine of Magic requires this card to be constrained to work with the rules. Uh, you, you keep up with the blog of Has there been any Transformers questions yet, or is it still just unfair? yeah?
2: There has been. Okay,
0: I just we will be taking a look and seeing if, if, we'll if there's anything, some of them anything of in the like universe beyond. I
2: just don't even know. It's it's something that shouldn't be, I guess, mainstream in Magic because it's it's a completely different genre, like a completely different game. Like, why are... Like you said, we're getting this in these new packs of...
0: Sets and collectors of Brothers War.
2: Like, why?
0: They just want you to get these, your hands on these cards.
2: That means that's one card that you that you can't get from the set. Uh, let's see if they have... Or are they, do, or are they doing the 15 cards plus this
0: card? That's what I'm going to check here real quick. So keep going on your spiel and I'll see what I can
2: find. Or is it going to be the 15 cards instead of a token you get this card? Hasbro's fucked magic up there so badly.
0: There is nothing currently on the mothership of Transformer cards.
2: Yeah, and the Stranger Things cards should have never been
0: printed either. Not even after they got the Midnight Hunt versions of them there? No. Let's see. That's a Brothers War. That's an Infinity. Poisons. There's uh, transformers there we go not an ask just positivity for the transformer cards i have a friend who's going through all caps and says lose her mind when she sees that she can build an auto pot autobot stack okay so there's there uh Any chance to update specific popular attractions? Okay. If I open a pack of magic and get a transformer card, can I exchange it for a real magic card through customer service? A note to everyone, please don't use real to differentiate magic cards that you play and magic cards. Other people play it's gatekeeping and it's exclusionary. Everyone can play the way that they enjoy. And it's as real as a game of magic and how you play. Uh, So that's just kind of like shooting at the haters there. Was um, that was
2: that Mark's response? That was Mark's response. So here's out. the thing for his response. We to are the, uh, we, note
0: of everyone, please use
2: we the- we aren't gate heating. Are gate hating. It's literally you are bringing in something that is not magic related, and making and forcing it upon us to play, or not really forcing us, but you're just throwing it in there like, hey, we're gonna make this card so y- you can just not play Magic, or. Well, it's not stopping you from playing but, Magic. But, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, are you guys losing ideas to actually create Magic cards rather than using the Hasbro's IPs for everything else?
0: Well, what's my my, my question? I, I, I'm very positive to universes beyond. So I'm being very cynical here asking the, these kinds of questions and stuff. But like, what is the loss of making these cards and stuff like it's, it's not forcing a player to play with these cards? Like, sure, you're going to have those awkward conversation, awkward the conversations that. Some people might be, like, who are very against it are going to be very, like, ah, I don't want to play against you because you got this in your deck kind of a thing.
2: Well, like, we're already like that, but, I mean, it's just, when you're throwing in things that aren't from the Magic Universe, like Transformers, like, yeah, we have artifact vehicles and everything, but it's the fact that it's from a different IP. I think that's what's causing more or most of this uproar is because it's from a completely different IP than what magic is.
0: So how do you feel about the six to eight, eight month delay to get magic versions of universes beyond like what they did with the, the secret layer, what they did or not Secret Lair with uh, stranger things. That was one where they made, uh, magic inverse universe and now we're waiting on the street fighter ones because those ones haven't been shown of what those in magic versions are going to look like i imagine pretty soon we're going to start seeing what those are secret
2: layers are alchemy for printed cards and they just need to get rid of fucking alchemy
0: i mean alchemy is its own fucking beast and i'm with you alchemy is a very interesting fucking format it's a good like it's a format for a company that
2: doesn't want to play test like hey we're gonna have the millions of players play test for us and do our
0: jobs i mean at that point it's like you get you get more sample size oh with a i i PPA, understand that like their own in-house stuff can only do so much so why not like you got beta i mean i get i get that there's a whole fucking thing with like oh you're in they have development, alpha development they, and stuff it's they like have people to they have how, to play how many kind of years
2: stuff. of play testing for each set
0: uh, I don't think play testing for sets like because it goes from like vision to sets and then there's like the, the, the testing I can't I can't remember the full details of like the order of things but they have like a year or whatever to like come out with a set and that comes with like story building uh, card design Card rebalancing, and then also include printing and distribution. All in that time. Then
2: maybe they should they should make it like two years for them to get a card set out, rather than a year.
0: Well, I mean, would that be would that be extremely slow? Then you think to be able to do something like or how about this?
2: Go back to the three set blocks, not a single set block where they have to make a completely different set every six
0: months well that is definitely a big thing that a lot of players are talking about mark rosewater just had a drive to work podcast talking about the rise and the fall of the three set block and how uh just kind of going like on the history of what happened with the inception of making three set blocks to where they're like, oh, uh, Battle for Zendikar, we're going to just try two sets in a block, and then going from, you know, just like a one block to try and do all the things. And it's just kind of like testing, engaging to see how they can most effectively tell a story. Because one of the comments that they made is like, a lot of people at the time for like three set blocks, they're talking, it's like, oh, three set blocks makes it seem like we're on a set, like, or on a a plane like a little longer than what a lot of people want Two sets seemed very interesting but they couldn't like fully fledge out a story one set you know try to get everything packed in there really couldn't fledge out the vastness of it like keldheim good example a lot of people are like keldheim is a great fucking set story wise Mm -hmm. but we didn't have enough time to explore experience all that keldheim could offer so like, like, I don't know. Like,
2: I, I, Kelheim could have easily been, like, a six-set block just for the fact that each tribe... Like, there was how many tribes in that set? There's ten again. Yeah, so you have three... Each set has three tribes that are being focused on. That's a year right there.
0: Yeah, and that, but that, but that's the thing there. Because uh, with the, the three-set blocks as well, what they did is... Remember, it was, like... Um, spring or there was winter spring the summer was a core set Mm -hmm. and then fall was the 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 other set at the beginning of the set yeah there's like a little bit of dancer so there i see it as they're still trying to like adjust turn the knobs to get the good sweet spot for being able to tell a story make a set and have mechanics that are very understandable cohesive and just just like feel very magic-esque, very story incorporated and stuff and go back to three set blocks. I mean, we're kinda of going there. We got now with the Brothers War thing, like this is kind of being like a five things saga where it's kind of segmented so, so off. With
2: got... with that, it's not even that's not even a three set block per se. Cause it's they're they're going three different stories within three different sets. It's not like it's going off... It's not like it's building off of each other.
0: Like, I mean, I mean, if, if we're going to be talking about uh, Dominaria, it's a brother's war. At the end of the story of Dominaria United, it's Teferi and Sahili talking about going back to figure out how to work the Silex. And that's why we're going back to Brother's War to figure... and The, the revamp of revisiting of the, the Brother's War where Urza used the Gagothian Silex to... Blow up Dominaria to stop his brother.
2: Once he just wants six years of Dominaria. That's really what it is.
0: I mean, they've done it in the past because Dominaria is one of the planes that has. Well, it's the, the original. Story off, so, yeah. yeah. On it for the longest. And stuff. So. I don't know. It's.
2: this. It just goes back to the universe beyond. Like, okay, great. You can have all this stuff, especially with these alternate IPs. Make them secret lair and leave them there. Don't bring them into
0: universe beyond. To that, I say, we now have Transformers. It's a Hasbro IP. Give me my goddamn Power Rangers. They're not going to. We're so fucking close. They're not going There's to. There's so much Power Ranger stuff that has been talked about at fucking Hasbro Pulse Con. They're doing their fucking Beast Morpher shit as well, and it looks really cool. And I know for goddamn certain if they, they would fucking, fuck it up. if they make a Universe is Beyond they, Mighty Morphin Power they Rangers, would, they would fuck it up. I would sell my left testicle to get as they, much shit as I
2: could for they, that. They would fuck it up. And piss no, no, no.
0: every Power Ranger off. Nah, 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 nah. I think the Transformer cards are looking pretty good. And if we're looking at that as like kind of uh, a, a gauge of incorporating that kind of an IP into magic. And I don't think it would be that hard. Because like imagine Power Rangers of having like an ability. like I don't think. something like Maybe something like ninjutsu kind of a thing. They would totally be meld. They would have meld for their Megazords. They would do something like what that core from... uh uh, from kamigawa neon neon dynasty where you exile five artifacts you make a fucking uh, gundam and then if it dies
2: that's that's where they bring in the trifold dude let it happen it's it just goes back to uh what is it on unhinged was the one where you build a
0: monster yeah, the uh, the big furry monster. But I mean, you got, so that there's uh, something unstable had augment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean,
2: it like it's it just goes back to the fact that we're everything we're talking about is on. Like this should have been on set. Well, it, this should this should just not be mainstream.
0: Oh man, we're we're getting into here. How do, how do you feel about like dice then? Because dice was originally a very rooted in being an un-mechanic. Yep. And then we get into AFR, where they were able to test with the un-cards to see how so dice rolling could with, be incorporated with magic. So with AFR... And, and, and I, I do think like the dice rolling and stuff in there turned out pretty well, I would say.
2: With dice rolling, they should have had this from the beginning because, obviously, you always have dice with you playing magic. So I don't understand why they had to flip the coin right away. Like, yeah, you, you probably had change on you all the time. But I mean, how often do you have change on you, like coins? Not
0: often. My exactly. Son, it, my son always it, asks me when to go to J Dubs because he has the gumball machine there. Exactly. Like, he a quarter? No, sorry,
2: bud. so why would you have cards like flip a coin? It's like, ah, uh, we don't have any coins, especially in this age when it's all digital. I think one of the things, but everyone uh, everyone has a bag of four thousand different dice.
0: I think I think this is potentially bad remembering like the the official source but one of the things with that was holding back dice from the beginning and why coin flips instead was like the wider amount of variance from a dice roll compared to just a coin flip because it's like 50/50 with yeah. it, with, with, a, with with a coin but then you got like a 1/6 chance of whatever the if you're going for, like, a D6 or uh, a D20, it's, like, bigger odds and stuff. So it's, like, to keep the the variance tight to just, like, you know, that 50-50, even though, you know, like, a coin flip, like, theory, theoretically is, it's like... It's not 50-50. It's, like, yeah, not 50-50. But anyways, it, that that level of variance there. They could have used it for dice. They could have gone even in odds. I mean, you're not wrong. But it took them as long as... It took Watsy as long as it has to come out with these kind of dice mechanic here. And overall... What do you think of of dice rolling in there? Where it's like roll this result, do this effect. Roll a higher result, get a better effect. Yep, nat twenty get kind of a good it's, thing. Or just like roll a dice, like you add whatever effect of like a d six and stuff into there. So
2: I find it fine because it's
0: and that's an it's, onset mechanic.
2: It, that's fine, but it's the fact that it's a more magic influenced ability so so like if you're if you're just thinking just like again i guess with DD because that's when it came out mainstream that fit perfectly because that's what D
0: is about rolling dice okay augment was in uh unstable yep then we kind of got like what the morph the, no not morph uh mutate oh mutate well, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what what augments kind of became with like mutate. I feel like that's like the the progressive steps there. Like you can see the dice like being eye level linear mm-hmm. from like dice to dice from unsan or uh, unstable to afr and then with yep. unsanctioned unstable is yeah, unstable unsanctioned one of the unsets the, yeah, uh, the 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 latest uns- the the non unset box but the draft unset where you had the augments and then not too long afterwards you got a chorea which has the mutate and stuff so it's kind of like there's there's more of like an upward line of progression showing this is what we had for an idea for like mute pre- precursor to mutate with augments mm-hmm. leading up to mutate and stuff and I think that could be d- definitely looked at as you know an unset mechanic coming into a premiere set so that's okay that's fine
2: Having an unset be your testing ground, perfectly fine. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm exact, fine with that. That's exactly. Well, what but we're, it but it comes back to why the fuck would you take it out of unset and directly into magic with these new universe beyond sets?
0: Okay, okay. So if we're gonna be going with that, uh, that's that's my whole. What, what, it's just like changing. It's just changing the little sticker at the bottom. For an unset mechanic getting put into a universe's beyond, which will then get converted into a magic-based card. But it's like, hey... It's a three-step it's... process for that kind of a thing there, but all, all they're doing is adding, like, a middle ground for having more than meets the eye, which is just, like, an MDFC land flip. to, to or An MDFC uh, ability to have, like, cast on one side or the other from... An, but Unset didn't have something like that. But anyway. It's, exactly. It's, it's,
2: they're they're not adding to it. They're subtracting steps. Like, hey, we're not creating a magic card here. This is a universe beyond that. But you can play it Eternal.
0: I mean, I think that I think like Optimus Prime is a pretty solid like magic card.
2: I, I'm not not disputing that because it's been great for those commander
0: artifact vehicle decks. Yeah. Or just like BD plus one plus one counter decks and Jeskai as well.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying it's it's just one of those things like why wouldn't you have it do the same stuff every every card is done? If you wanna test a card, isn't that where your onset was meant to be? Was where you test cards?
0: But they also test or, cards just in, you know, premiere sets as well. Like you can't look at um yeah, landfall wasn't a thing that was done in an unset before. That was done true. in a premiere set. And yeah. that's now become like uh was not evergreen, that, what, but wasn't that, wasn't
2: that a Zendikar ability?
0: Yeah, a Zendikar ability that you now get more landfall effects outside of Zendikar. If they're not like labeled landfall, it's just like when a land enters, do this ability instead of just keywording yep. it as that. Because landfall, the keyword is tied to Zendikar. Yep. But the ability of landfall is not tied to Zendikar. Because and that's and that I feel like that could be like a good example of looking at what uh, a, a non-unset me- premier mechanic that was made that is just keeps but, getting added on to But
2: wasn't Zedekar known for lands and giving you lands? Yeah. Well, Adventure World
0: and stuff like that. So,
2: so like, that... I guess that would be on theme of the planes that we've also visited thousands of times.
0: Yeah, but, th- but it's adding it to hour of devastation with a landfall kind of a thing, because it had things like if a desert entered, do this kind of thing. And that's mm. what like landfall is. Uh, we're getting away from the point. Power Rangers, God damn it!
2: <laughs> I'm fine with that, but I don't want it to be coming directly
0: to a magic set. So you want it to be done in the way of like the secret layers. Yes. So what what would you say if like Power Rangers came out and it was done in the same manner of like Godzilla where it's like reskins fine. already out of the bats? I am I am
2: 100% I am 100% fine with any reskin.
0: Okay. But the delayed reskin of having Universes Beyond before the Magic reskin is that just the 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 gap there just disconnects it too much? I just,
2: I, I I don't know. It's just I'd just rather have them reskin already cards already
0: just right off the bat, like and just right
2: off the bat. Just like with the Godzilla. Okay. Just reskin cards that have already been in the universe. Go back to the old cards. Find old cards that work for you. And reprint old cards into these new arts. Don't obviously reprint the same exact cards you just did last time, but I don't know. It They're just getting lazy, I, I think.
0: I do I do know from reading some things online there are a lot of people that appreciate what Godzilla did for this. Like they they felt Godzilla was a good a good attempt that mm-hmm. they haven't just got back to doing like what they did with the Godzilla and Aquaria yet. So I mean yeah. I'm with you on that. If they did if they did something with uh, with Aquaria and like with the Godzillas and stuff there, I think that'd be a really cool yeah, it's they're just getting lazy. I don't know if it's lazy, like like this is them just like testing well, out different things. Like they know that the Godzilla was a hit, and I, that was in the last two I don't years. Think, I
2: don't think they're trying to test things out. They know what they can do to make got, money. This is their first. But,
0: this is their first foray into stuff like that. This is uncharted grounds that they haven't necessarily crossed. So like maybe this next couple of years of like incorporating IPs and in like a universes beyond manner is just going to be uh, like a, a left foot left like two steps forward one step back kind of a dance here for a hot minute until you know they get into kind of a swing because not only with signing with whoever for these the to, to get approval for these IP crossovers so that way you know everybody every party is happy with the end results making sure that it lives up to the original IP it lives up to the magic IP everyone gets their cut of the cash like it's, it's going to be a stumbling time because of, of going through this. Cause the, the last like kind of crossover one could argue that they did was during, uh, Arabian nights. Cause, cause that was like an in world IP, Aladdin and uh, the you, Arabian nights. Yeah. And that was 94, five, 94. When, it, when that came out. So I, I, this this is just going all off the cuff with this discussion bit, right? It's, <laughs> Shit. So
2: it's just more of the fact that this should have been secret Lair. That's it.
0: Okay. And it I should
2: think- it should not have been universe beyond. It's like, hey, we're also throwing this in this new set, and it's eternal. Like, I- okay, secret layers find eternal. That's fine. You can have your five cards or six cards, whatever. But if you're making a full set from universe beyond based off these cards and you're throwing them into here in the sets that were meant to be playing standard. Just, And if you're not adding this card on top of the 50 that we're all getting, you're taking away cards from the set that people could have had.
0: You're definitely not the only one with these thoughts on just randomly taking these Transformer cards and putting them into the Brothers yep. War set. Like, You are not the only one with that. And I, I, do, I do understand, I do agree, that just like chucking them in there as like you got these cards for brothers war a very story rich set and it's like let's put in these transformer shit as well like godzilla could understand of, but that that was reskinned but this is universes all, Beyond all in set, actual packs of all sets to do and it this, why would you do brothers war but this is the thing this is the first time yeah well this is going to be the first time that they're going to be putting uh universes beyond cards and packs coming up uh, outside of lord of the rings at the beginning of 2023 and January 23rd? Well, isn't Lord of the Rings getting its own set? Yeah, and, and that's its own set. That's the other Kid, universes that- beyond in packs. But this is the first time that we're getting a universes beyond in packs before that because before, all the other universes beyond have been Secret Lair. So maybe this is like one of those things to check to see how like a universe beyond functions in a pack. I don't know. Like, that seems like a very cheap idea and a thought of why they put a universes beyond in just a normal pack compared to a Secret Lair. But... I don't know, I'm just trying to like think of their reasoning behind. They have there has to be a reason.
2: Money grab.
0: Yeah, a money grab. That's all it is. And then, but and so if we we're looking at it as just like a money grab for doing that, people are still gonna be buying packs. Like you're gonna have well, these transformer peoples, as we were just talking about from one of the people on on the blog talk, there was like my oh, friend is super excited about being able to do this, and so they're gonna be buying more uh Brothers War <laughs> packs just to get these Transformer cards.
2: Uh, and to be like, one in every fifty packs has this card.
0: Yeah, I couldn't. Again, the mothership hasn't dropped information on like poll rates for transformers. They won't. They won't yet. pull.
2: They won't do poll rates until Brothers War is officially announced. And we got the Brothers War like packs and set boosters and different box sets for Brothers War.
0: We got we got a little bit of information on Brothers War, and we'll cover it here very soon. Because boy how do we still got a lot to do and we we do fuck don't... just fuck Universe
2: Beyond. Like Universe Beyond should if if you're gonna print cards for Universe Beyond for you to pull out of packs, just print it in its own pack within its own set, just like you did with every other unset. It's not like you threw an unset card into the standard pack.
0: Fair. Very fair on it's that It's
2: exactly what they're trying to do. It's like, hey, we're making an unset that you can play eternal but we're gonna throw it in the standard set and not make its own pack
0: I think I think there might be a uh, more need for a concern at the point when an infinity card gets a premiere reprint maybe like that then then we can like come back to this discussion and be like oh Wizards is doing this and I don't know if that's something that wizards would do if printing an Unfinity card in a premier set, like Embiggen. because Embiggen is eternal legal, and that is, um, an interesting, that's an interesting—that's an interesting card and stuff to get printed in a premier set, but very possible to print in a premier set. So it's just interesting to see if we'll get to a point where Unfinity cards get actually printed in premier sets. So, you got a final a final thought to put on this? This, this is fucking dumb.
2: That's all I got to say. This is dumb.
0: On last week's weekly MTG stream with Lake Rasmussen, there was damn near a literal butt-ton of magic news. So much stuff to talk about, <laughs> along with all of our other tangents that we like to talk about here. Like Let's the be- one
2: we just took fifteen minutes on.
0: <laughs> Let's begin with a few of the quick and easy, like your mom, stuff to get over. Starting off with Game Night Free for All 2022 product. This is a box product that comes with five different 60 card monocolored decks, spin down dice, five new to magic cards, 20 plus one plus one counters, and a rule book, plus a few other things. This is meant to be played with a group of friends or 1v1. It is currently pre ordering on Amazon for $49.99 and will be available on shelves everywhere October 14th. Make sure to check with your LGS if they are going to have any stock of this product just want to cover some of the new cards coming out in this because they are very interesting here so each there's five new like legendary card leading each monocolored deck. First off, for the Glorious Combat, which is the mono white deck, you got Zamriel, Seraph of Steel, White White 2, 3, 4, Legendary Creature Angel Flying, as long as it's your turn, equipped creatures you control have indestructible. So this is a 60 card deck. It has cards in there like Core Duelist, Core Outfitter, uh Danitha Capuchin, Sarah Angel. Uh, Sarah Angel, Banisher Priest uh some of the some of the notable cards here you get a single colossus hammer you get an argentum armor you get some oh moon silver spear that's an old card a bunch of lands and stuff like that you get path to exile swords to plowshare pretty solid reprints and stuff in there mm-hmm. the next deck is the political trickery deck it's blue for you get uh mave insidious slinger we've talked about this before merfolk it's it's my girlfriend blue blue two three four legendary creature siren for two and a blue go target creature whenever that creature attacks one of your opponents this turn draw a card
2: okay man if i'm doing C say you're doing you're doing mave i'm doing mave okay if we if
0: we make if we make whatever danny had requested five hundred dollars five hundred dollars i will the same like you don't have to make it a thousand dollars just if we make it 500 i'll just jump in on that bandwagon as well
2: and we'll have to find something for Garrett.
0: Oh, yeah, we will. Oh, you best believe we will. So uh, a couple of the reprints in here, you got uh, Murmuring Mystic, which is notable. You got Diluvian Primordial, Counterspell, Factor Fiction, Impulse, Precognitive Perception, uh, Bloodthirsty Blade, Vow of Flights, Talon Invocation as some of the cards there. Next up for the Dark Sacrifice deck, which is the black deck, you got Volgar Necop, Necropolis Tyrant. Black Black 3 for a 4-4 four, four Legendary Creature Zombie Giants with Menace whenever another creature dies during your turn. Put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Volgar. When Volgar dies, draw a card for each plus-one, plus-one counter on it. Wow, that is that's, pretty that's fucking good. good. That is actually really fucking good. The same as the last uh, Game Nights box. The, uh, the zombie from that one Came up to like it was, it was it was selling for like 50 bucks during Midnight Hunt because of the zombie synergies and shit mm-hmm. during that. So this one might be moving up there in price. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh some of the reprints in here of note. You got Grave Waker getting a reprint. You got mm-hmm. Priest of the Blood Rite. So uh, rec- mm-hmm. uh cards Liliana's Mastery is getting reprinted in here, Demonic Embrace, uh Doomblade, Village Rights. Next up, the red deck, Draconic Fury. You get red, red, one for a 3-3 three, three Legendary Kobold Shaman. Dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast. Okay, it has dragons in it. This card is going to be fucking needed in some dragon decks. Well, with the
2: name of Draconic Fury, for the title of the deck, obviously it's going to have dragons.
0: Nogi, Draconic, Zealots... Whenever it attacks, if you control three or more dragons until end of turn, Nagoni becomes a dragon with haste and power, toughness, 5-5, and gains flying. Interesting. That's an interesting, like, uh, mana dorkin. Or, like, a cost reduction. Make him Voltron. Reprints in here. You got Ancient Hellkite, Dracuseth, Maw of Flames, Dragon Dragon Egg. Egg. Which one? Dragon Egg. Dragon Egg. Yep. That's a good one there. Uh, you got, holy shit, Mana Geyser is getting printed in here, folks. That's like a $5 common or whatever. You got Lightning two Bolts. Two abrades, two Lightning Bolts. A Crucible of Fire. Dragon Tempest is getting a reprint. That is a card that is like kind of pricey because of those dragon decks as well. So, mm-hmm. And the final one, we have Boundless Elves, the green deck. You got Emariel, Elfheim Elite, Green Green 2, 3-3 Legendary Elf Warrior, whenever Emariel... Elfheim elite attacks. It gets plus x plus x to end of turn, where x is the number of other elves you control. You may have a Muriel assign its combat damage as though it were as though it weren't blocked. Can somebody say infect? You get this thing infect. Just don't pow. do it, Matt. <laughs> Some important uh, reprints in here. We got elvish archdruid, beast whisperer, elvish rejuvenator. Oh no, that's not the one I was thinking of. But rejuvenary. Yep. Endra's forerunners is in here. Immaculate Manistrate that's pretty good-hmm um, you got a thorn lieutenant overrun rabbit bites broken wings invigorates that's a legacy legal card that legacy infect likes to run and yeah you get a bunch of different tokens there's soldier tokens bird tokens zombie tokens elf tokens and bird illusions so there's your uh there's your deck breakdown of the game nights deck danny you got the other one there
2: yeah, sure. Um so keeping on the new product release news on the stream it got mentioned on November fourth you can purchase the newest Pioneer Challenger decks twenty twenty two. These are the best entry decks for the competitive Ready Experience sixty card deck complete with fifteen card sideboard tokens and dice are deck box. Currently, uh pre-ordering between forty and fifty dollars depending on which deck you choose. But you can also pre order the bundle of all four for $179.73 on Amazon. Again, check your LGS if they're having pre orders for these um, and if they will be having them in stock. So, just like Matt went through the Commander decks or the other decks, I'll go through these ones. So, with these decks, we'll have an Is It Phoenix decks. So, the blue, red, Is It. I guess Matt's more literate on what cards are more
0: yeah so this is pretty much just a a very solid build of arc light phoenix decks you got two arc light phoenix which is too short of what you know most of the decks want to run but they want you to build the deck as, as well to make it feel like your own to acquire the cards so there's that expressive iteration fun fact with this card right here currently banned in pioneer but as with everything else when Wizards has made this kind of a mistake with a challenger deck that has a banned card in it, if you play the deck one hundred percent as it is written here, you can have the two expressive iterations in this deck and will not be penalized for that. But it has to be one hundred percent this deck main board, sideboard to be able to play those expressive iterations. Yeah. That's the only thing of note with that one. Uh, Narset of Veils in here. Thing in the Ice. Notable cards.
2: Yep, yep. Um, with that deck, you'll get five treasures slash clue tokens. Next up, we have Demir Control. Again, Matt will be a little bit more...
0: Yeah, so this has. Mad serve card, Shark Typhoon. Shark Typhoon. There's Tarantula Gear Hulk, Murderous Rider, two Extinction Events, three Dig Through Times, two Drown on the Locks, Sinister Sabotage, Heartless Act, Consider, two Narset Parter of the Veils. This is just straight up blue black control in Pioneer that players just want to be able to get their hands on. I do want to note here, real quick there is a card in Midnight Hunt called Graveyard Trespasser that was printed in a cop in a, in a set of three in the standard deck last year those cards have moved up in price if you look for the 2020 2021 standard challenger decks you could get those for like 30 bucks still on amazon or your lgs if they haven't looked at the deck list to see that there's graveyard trespassers in there because those are like six bucks a piece still
2: yep yep next up we have gruel stompy everyone's favorite gruel deck red green so I guess we will just run through this. So we'll have... Uh, two Chandra Torch of Defiance. Two Questing Beasts. Um, four Lovestruck Beasts. Scavenging Ooze. Four of those. Four Lannware Elves. Four Eldless Mystics. Uh, four Bonecrusher Giants, of course. Um, three Braids. I like how all these cards or all these decks are coming with one Shock.
0: Yep, yep. I was just looking up to see if all, uh, the Demir Control and the Iza one just had one yep. shock in them as well. They do have a single shock. They will have play sets of the pain lands. And, and then the tap lands. And a play set of the tap lands.
2: Yep. Which are fine. Well, the situational tap lands. So if you control two or more lands, they come untapped. Wait. Uh, yeah, unless you control two or more.
0: Yeah, the uh, the the midnight hunt ones. Yep, I can't remember what those official names are. Yeah, either right.
2: uh Last off, we have Orzov of humans. So I guess what thalia
0: yeah best way to say this it's a luminarch aspirant style deck it is just putting down some low drop creatures where luminarch aspirant starts putting plus one plus one counters on it and then thalia's lieutenant started putting more plus one plus one counters on it and you just kind of like beat wholesale ass that way yeah this one notably has two mutivolts in the side or in the main board so you could be putting plus one counters on them because they count as humans gross um so yeah
2: um that's those pioneer decks
0: man so this one's gonna be super easy and super quick like your mom to go over because we <clears throat> don't know the full amount of information on this one starter commander decks are a new product that Wotzi is coming out with this was also mentioned on the stream last week this one's kind of interesting so the gist of these uh commander decks are they are not they're, they're pre built decks ready to play, but they have older legendary card, legendary creature commanders that you can play. You can build the deck. It doesn't. It's not like super top tier, but it allows you to experience commander for your first time on, a, on potentially a cheaper a cheaper budget. It does not have decks or does does not have prices of what these decks are going to be. But so the, there's five of them. They're each in a two color combination that has previous legendary creatures with new arts. Yeah, all of them got new art. Mm-hmm. So you got the Azorius deck, which has Esperia Supreme Judge as at the helm. So this is a uh, six mana six four Sphinx with flying. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, you draw a card. There's a Demir Gisa and Rolf deck. Black two, black Blue 2 for a 4-4 four four Human wiz, Wizard enters the battlefield Mill 4. Once during each of your turns, you may cast a zombie spell from your graveyard. Next up is the Rakdos one, which is Carter Doom Scourge. Rakdos 2 for a 4-3. It's a Demon Berserker. When it ETBs until your next turn, creatures your opponents control, attack each combat if able, and attack a player other than you if able. When an attacking creature dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain a life. Gruel or Tarka World Renderer Gruel 5 6 4 Dragon Flying Trample. Whenever a dragon you control attacks against double strike till end of turn, and then it has Amiria Soul of the Accord Selesnia 2 2 Elf Cleric. When it becomes tapped, create a 1 1 White Soldier Creature token. So you can kind of look at these decks and assume what kind of route they're going to be going down what kind of cards that they can potentially be putting in there and you can kind of like brew from that on there these decks will be arriving on shelves december 2nd and more information of them will be coming out later this year i kind of want
2: the Atarka.
0: you know i would totally pick up the uh cardoon doom scourge or the Amaria soul of the accord like those would be the two that i would look at yeah there you go There's. i mean th- i just
2: want the card Artark, the new Artarga. Yeah, the
0: yeah, these all legendary have new printing and they do look pretty good. So
2: Well, I don't think well I was just saying the World Wonder. I just want the card itself. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Put it in my deck.
0: It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. This one. Oh boy. You ready for ready for the next big beat here?
2: Sure, man. Whatever you say, man.
0: We got the first look at Brothers War. On the weekly MTG stream, last week, Blake Rasmussen was talking about the Brothers War and all this information and stuff here. So we're going to quickly run over this because, boy howdy, are we at a very long time already for this podcast. And we have a bunch of other stuff that we still have to get to. So we're going to do our best to cover all this information, see how much we tangent off on here. But Brothers War is coming out and will be getting released November 11th. Important dates of the new set coming out is the 30th anniversary kickoff stream starting tomorrow, or it happened today, Lowe's listening to the recorded episode earlier, so you're not going to get the full information. We apologize. That's what happens when we record on a Monday. Okay, so quickly jumping in here for some of that news that I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode. The Tuesday stream that happened uh, had a bunch of Magic 30 information ranging from Dominaria Remastered, some more Brothers War preview cards, some of the uh, the play, uh, anniversary play promos and stuff. But the big news, just want to highlight right here, that everybody knows of, is going to be the Magic 30th Anniversary Edition. It's a collectible commem- commemorative non tournament legal thing that Wizards has done. So, I'll give you a quick rundown of what that is, and we're going to cover more of it next week. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this episode, you have heard about this online. So, the Magic 30th Anniversary Edition is non tournament legal gold border cards that are reprinting cards from beta sets including things that are on the reserve list and how they can get around this is because they're not tournament legal. So a quote from the Wizards article here, 30th anniversary is a commemorative collectible non-tournament legal product celebrating 30 years of magic inspired by limited beta 30th anniversary editions lets fans and collectors experience some of the most iconic elements of magic's early years. Featuring the original art that inspired a generation of magic fans, 30th Anniversary Edition is built with modern sensibilities and nostalgic roots. 30th Anniversary Edition will be on sale for the holidays, available November 24th for $999 on 30thedition.wizards.com. Even with magic growing tremendously through the past 30 years, we have gone back to our roots with a limited edition print run. So this is what you can expect for paying $999 for this 30th edition uh, collective commemorative product. You get a box. And in the box, you get four 15-card booster packs. Each pack contains 15 cards, 13 in the modern frame, 1 rare, 3 uncommons, 7 commons, and 2 basic lands, plus 1 basic land in the retro frame, and 1 additional retro frame card, and a token. The retro frame slot is especially interesting, as approximately 3 out of every 10 packs will contain a rare retro frame card, Anything from Black Lotus to Mount Amante, Jin to Volcanic Island. That means that some packs will contain two rares, and some will even contain two pieces of the Power Nine. So, speaking of Volcanic Island, we know the dual lands are an iconic part of Magic's early history, so dual lands appear twice as frequently as any other non-dual land rare. This is true for both modern and retro frame dual lands. Uh, one thing to note as well from here, it was stated that all of these rarities of cards are going to be in their original rarity, uh, commons, uncommons, rares, no mythics. So no black Lotus at a mythic rare, no dual lands at rares, uh, in the slots. So yeah, uh, dual lands, twice as many of those on a foil sheet for players to, to open up in, in those packs, um, yeah, uh, th- so next, there's going to be some cards that are not going to be parts of this. There are six removed that were from beta. Three of them are anti-cards, contract from below, dark pack, demonic attorney. The other ones are for uh, P- uh, are for the, the PC nature of them, of uh, earthbind, weakness, and crusade. So those will not be found in packs there. Uh, last thing of note here to really kind of like tie this all together that WPN stores will be receiving a free edition of one of these, just all WPN stores, while premium stores will get three. So uh, it says check with the, the WPN managers, owners, should check with their representatives for more details on that. And there you have it. list cars getting a reprint with non-tournament legal cards to work around reserve list uh you've definitely you might have heard the discourse and stuff online about that but because of that i will say come back next week we are totally going to be talking about this you'll get uh, more in-depth take this is just me quickly adding this in because i felt that y'all needed to hear this bit so back to the rest of the episode the brothers war story Begins Like the little story articles on the mothership are going to begin between October 20th through the 26th. There will be another world building panel on October 20th. And that's kind of like that round table where you get like the developers and the world building team coming in. Talking about what it took for them and their thoughts and ideas of creating the the world behind the Brothers War. There will be a debut and uh, video and previews beginning October 27th. Brothers War previews at Magic 30 will be happening all weekend at Magic 30, October 28th through the 30th. Brothers War previews continue October 31st through November 4th. WPM Game Store pre-release events will be happening November 11th through the 17th. Magic Arena and Magic Online releases happening on the 15th. Brothers War global release on November 18th. WPM Store Commander Party events are happening December 16th, through the 18th. Remember, Brothers War is having their pre-release before the world release. But also along with that, you are able to buy non-pre-ordered product at the time of pre-release as well. So there's a bunch of story information and stuff here. I highly recommend it. I know I mentioned this last week. I highly recommend it. If you want to know a lot about the Brothers War and stuff, go check out Phil Dawson and his... Uh, podcast the unofficial magic podcast just type in phil dawson unofficial magic audiobooks on whatever podcast platform you got and you'll be able to find him and listen to that his first series was the brothers war i listened to it he does an amazing job honestly honestly i want to hit him up and see if we could get him on for an interview so we're gonna have Full art basic lands in here that have mechs and stuff that Urza and Mishra built to to, to fight each other during the Brother War. They look really cool. Very. um, What's the fucking show called? Uh, Pacific Edge. Pacific Ridge.
2: Yep. Esque. Pacific Rim.
0: Rim. There we go. Thank you, Danny. (laughs) But also, we got some other preview cards shown. As well, and we'll kind of go in order of this article here on the mother page, the mothership page. So, after the lands, have you seen Urza Lord Protector? Yes. So, for those dear listeners that are listening, Urza Lord Protector is blue, white, one for a two, four legendary creature, human artificer. Artifacts, instances, and sorceries you cast cost one less to cast. Then it has pay 7. If you both own and control Urza, Lord Protector and an artifact named the Mightstone and Weakstone, exile them, then meld them into Urza, Planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. Meld is now going to be in Brothers' War here, and you heard the Mightstone and Weakstone, and that's a card, and I will read that to you now here. The Mightstone and Weakstone. 5 colorless legendary artifact power stone when it enters the battlefield choose one draw two cards target creature gets neg five neg five till end of turn then it has a tap ability of tap add colorless colorless this mana can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells and then it melds with urza lord high uh lord protector and then when they melt it becomes this fucking ridiculous planeswalker called urza Planeswalker. I have not been excited about a Planeswalker like this probably for a long time. I've been talking with some people about like doing an Urza Tron,
1: like mm-hmm. a legit
0: Urza Tron blue white Tron style deck with this. So, Urza Planeswalker, legendary Planeswalker Urza. Once during each of your turns, you may activate additional loyalty abilities of Urza Planeswalkers. You may you may activate the same ability twice. So, This thing has a plus two of artifact, instant, and sorcery spells. You cast this turn, cost two less to cast. You gain two life. Has a plus one of draw two cards, discard a card. Has a zero of create two one one colorless soldier artifact creature tokens. Has a neg three, exile target non land permanent. And oh, you heard that right. And neg ten artifacts and planeswalkers you control gain indestructible until end of turn destroy all non-land permanents. you heard that right folks this is a fucking planeswalker with five loyalty abilities
2: yeah it's broken
0: this thing is fucking ridiculous i do want to point out it does cost uh it does cost 14 mana to activate this whole thing here if mm-hmm. you cast in a if you cast in the right order, but if you don't cast in the right order, it's fifteen total to be able to cast Lord Urza, Lord Protector, the Might and the Weakstone, and then to activate Urza to then tur- meld them into Urza Planeswalker. It's fifteen mana over like roughly three turns is what it would take. It's a lot of commitment for this card. It's a lot of power on this card, and this thing is fucking bonkers. If
2: if you're running this card. You're obviously running a artifact deck because of its loyalty. That's Nick fifteen, Nick ten, Nick ten. You're you're running a non non land non creature deck.
0: It, it blows up non lands on this, so your well, lands would be safe. This
2: is artifacts, yeah.
0: And just you're having- running
2: an artifact deck, probably with Urza
0: or. Or you're just running a blue-black control deck and is the only thing you got and you just cast Counterspells and all this shit. Isn't
2: it blue-white? Blue,
0: uh, yeah, blue-white, not blue-back. Blue-white, blue-white. Okay, I was going to say... Blue-black. Blue-white, a blue-white control Black? deck.
2: But either way, it's you're just running an artifact, so to get that 15 mana for it, it's not going to be a
0: problem. Oh, yeah, 100%. This card is fucking bonkers. I'm excited to see what other players got to brew this to see how fast they can... They can get this out because if you cast Urza Lord Protector out on turn three, turn four, you can cast the Might and Meek Stone because it does reduce the cost of the Might and Meek Stone Urza does because instances and sorceries and artifacts cost one less to cast. Mm-hmm. So instead of being five, it's four. You cast that on turn four for four. And that's not that's not saying if you're not doing anything to ramp up to that stuff before so turn I was, three.
2: I was, when I saw that, so I was like, hmm, maybe I should make my uh, Dota deck.
0: Dude, Yes, because the Might and Weakstone is a fucking legendary artifact, and Urza, of course, is a legendary creature. Get that Cascade, and then you get a fucking dope-ass Planeswalker. Mm -hmm. This fucking Urza is ridiculous. I can fucking lament about him all day, because this thing is amazing. But another thing that is coming with the Brothers' War are Commander decks. There are two decks made with the aesthetic of traveling back in time during the Battle of the namesake Brothers War. Not only are they helmed by new versions of Urza and Mishra in traditional foil or with your foil-etched display, Commander, but every magic card in these Commander decks will be in the retro frame treatment. So the old border cards, the, both Commander decks, 100%, each and every one of those cards are going to be done in old border. And foil. And foil. All uh-uh. right, uh or is just in foil or with your traditional held new versions of version in traditional foil or etched foil so i don't think all of them are going to be in foil but all of them are definitely going to be thought, in i thought that those the, decks are the commanders are foil are all foil no oh i could be wrong though but it doesn't state that the whole deck is foil just that they're all old scroll order. Well, first two the, the the cards are mishra so uh yeah mishra eminent one Grixis 2, 5-4, Legendary Human Artificer. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of target non-creature artifact you control, except it its name is Mishra's Warform, and it's a 4-4 four, four Construct Artifact creature in addition to its other types. It gains haste until end of turn. Sack at the beginning of the next end step. This card is fucking ridiculous, because each of your combats, you can make a mind slaver. Sack that mind to take a turn. and just Go
2: ahead
0: do all that shit there there's many things many busted things that you could do with misha, Emer- uh, misha mishra eminent one and in grixis it's very possible of doing like a lot of broken things in artifact synergies um there's a chief artificer esper three four five legendary creature human artificer affinity for artifact creatures so this cost one less uh for each artifact creature you control Artifact creatures you control have menace. At the beginning of your end step, create a 0-0 colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. So yeah, it does say here, yes, every single card, new frames, new cards will be in retro frames as well. Reprints will be in retro frames. Many for the first times. Lands will be in retro frames, all of it. And here's just a few that they're showing out first. Of the reprints we have Soul Ring in a retro frame, Command Tower in a retro frame, Preordain in a retro frame, Baleful Strix in a retro frame, Skull Clamp in a retro frame, and Reliquary Tower in a retro frame. They all look very good. Uh, Though though it is noticed that you can get uh, extended art versions of Urza Chief Artificer and Mishra Eminent 1 in Collector Boosters, but only there. Uh, there are Brother War promos that you can get to start off. If you participate in a pre-release event during November 11th, you may receive one of the promos from participating Wizard Play Network stores. And these are Wood Elves, Wall of Roots, Windfall, and Loyal Retainers, all important cards. And these we talked about this a while ago. This is where they're reprinting old cards they have the year that they were... Printed out, stamped in the bottom left corner of them, and going forward for huge events and stuff like that. It's so they're all old, old frame, old art, getting printed in foil with that stamp, and they look really cool. Um, also, if you purchase a box uh, of set draft or collector boosters, you could get the buy box promo of Mishra's Foundry while supplies last last so the buy box mistress foundry is a land it taps to add colorless you pay to mistress foundry becomes a 2-2 assembly worker artifact creature token till end of turn it's still a land you pay one tap target attacking assembly worker gets plus two plus two till end of turn good thing about that for those rack deck rack deck players that have mistress workshop mistress workshop this is the one that it's, it's the original, like, creature land. You pay one to make it into a... Yeah, it's workshop. Yeah, and then it taps and gives other assembly workers plus one, plus one. So, like, you can now have, like, a eight workshop, eight eight Mishras thing, deck, or whatever. Uh, bundles, so the fat packs, now bundles, come with a promo featuring one of the legendary creatures who took sides in the Brothers' War, Queen Caleb and Krug, who is Urza's wife. Kayla Queen Caleb ben Kayla Krug is white, red, one for a two, 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 three human noble. You pay for, tap, discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. You may choose an artifact or creature card with mana value one you discarded this way, then do the same for an artifact or creature with mana value two and three. Return those cards to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. This thing is fucking busted. This is a busted card. Four mana to get uh, five power or six power worth on on, on the board there. Mm-hmm. Six, six mana. So you're you, you're saving two mana to get potentially three things out, and it being a creature or an artifact is pretty good because you can get a you can get a soul ring out along with a talisman and a chromatic lantern. There we go, and stuff for four mana. So that would be. Two, three, four. You'd have four mana back just to be able to cast that. That was pretty much a free spin. And then whatever you draw into your hand, you're able to cast with that four mana. Queen Caleb and Krug, beast of a card. I'm actually excited to do something with that. Uh, back in time finally with our heroes traveling back in time we of course want to go with them to do so we've created a series of retro artifacts from throughout magic's history starting all the way back at magic's beginning they showcase some cards here ivory tower singer colorless artifact the beginning of your upkeep you gain x life or x is the number of cards in your hand minus four Jalum tome three mana artifact pay to tap draw a card discard a card lodestone golem four mana artifact creature golem five three non-artifact creature spells cost one more to cast and worm coil engine six mana artifact creature phyrexian worm six six death touch lifelink when it when it dies create a three three phyrexian worm artifact creature token with death touch and a three three phyrexian worm creature token with lifelink retro frame artifact classic features their own set symbol and can be found in draft sets and collector boosters so essentially imagine these is kind of what the um mystical archives were they are in rarities of uncommon rare and mythic there's no common of these so you just get uncommons rares and mythics they got their own set symbol plus From the article, we have one more twist in time. We've added a second special set of retro frame artifacts with artwork that echoes a schematic one would use to build of their own. So they're called schematic arts, and it just looks... If you guys have seen those secret lair bonus cards... Where there's like Rogue's Passage, Swiftfoot Boots, and stuff like that, where they it looks like the, the, there's the the old border and schematic art on there. And that's what these are going to be. There's retro frame schematics of these cards, and they give the example of Ivory Tower, Jolim Tome, Lodestone Golem, and Word worm coil engine they can also generally be found in draft set and collector boosters generally question mark great question lazy writing device for the first time in magic booster product we're introducing for these schematic arts they're introducing serialized versions of cards that will list how many exist and which one you have So they give the example. For example, we're printing 500 of each serialized retro schematic, which features what we're calling double rainbow foiling in the Brothers War collector boosters only. Each one will be numbered with their number out of 500, and they'll only be available in collector boosters. Non-serialized schematics will be available in them as well, too, but you can get those in other ones. Just the serialized ones are going to be in collector boosters. So they say here, it's certainly an exciting time to be a collector. And boy, howdy, the internet went fucking balls to the walls with the serialized number of these cards. I think they came out with a number. I think there's 63 schematic cards. Don't fully quote me on that. I think that was on a tweet, and I'd have to pull that up to, to find the exact number. But I think the number of how many schematic cards there are was announced. Hmm. So, Danny, what do you think of schematic uh, serialized cards with double rainbow, rainbow foil? I know last week we were talking about how how many different foiling techniques there are yep. trying and stuff, like with the Galaxy foils, with the etched foils, with the textured foils, mm-hmm. with the neon foils and stuff. And now we're getting a double rainbow foil for these retro schematic serialized. So, I have no problem with the serial numbers.
2: The only issue I have with it, well, I should I should rephrase it. My only issue with the serial number is the fact of where they placed it. The number shouldn't have been on the art. it oh. sh- it should have been on the bottom of the card.
0: Well, it's the same what they did with the Viscera here. It's on the.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it it should have been down on the bottom. Like you, okay. they had they had plenty of room for the amount of how big they made that that number. They had plenty
0: of room on the bottom of the card to do it. For those dear listeners, uh, imagine like the pre release stamp on pre release foils. That's where the serialized number will be. Yep. And it's.
2: They had plenty of room to do it below. Um, I don't know why they didn't. Like, an artist isn't just going to. Well, obviously it'd be like the same as artists, artist, but they're not going to make it massive on their drawing or their painting. Like, hey, this is this numbered out of 500 and it takes up. Ten percent of the bottom corner of your painting. Well, I
0: think it's like less than ten percent. It's like surface area coverage there. We could just do a but quick,
2: quick little math. But I mean, you got a ruler. You want to do
0: the math on? It's
2: your house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's. I'm fine with the. Collect- it's. It's going to add to the value. 100 percent for sure. Um, switch for the collectors who are going to go off. Hey, I want obviously number 1's the most expensive um and i think the number 500 is me probably the second most expensive
0: i don't know i think you're probably going to get like 69 being up there as well 420 well, is going to ha- fetch a premium th-
2: that's just that's for the cliche the meme number, for the meme number the but meme? but i mean like the actual like collector collector like hey yeah. i got the last of these or i got the first of these it's kind of like hey i have one of five hundred, or I have the five hundredth one. Uh, no one really cares. Oh, I got the thirty-fourth one of five hundred, or I got the three hundred and twenty-two of five hundred. It's mean, not really a big the, number or an important
0: number. There's going to be people that like associate more with a number there, and they're going to be fine paying oh. whatever to that. Like maybe, maybe your 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 lucky number is. Uh, Oh, yeah. The, the 222. That's a weird luck number.
2: But, I mean, like, yeah, sure, you, you got those. But, I mean, like, they're not going to fetch. I'm just saying on the secondary market, or the third market, whatever you want to call it, is number one and number 500 are going to be the most most
0: expensive yeah. cards. it's the first and the last. I'm just saying those. You got, like, the meme ones in there as well. And the meme but, ones, For yeah. sure, the one, one in
2: 500. One I in 500 it. are going to be the ones with the highest price like yeah go ahead and get the number that y- your number but i mean like or yeah i was gonna say 333 is probably gonna be up there too for price just because it's devil time is
0: 333 devil time i thought it's... yeah it's
2: devil's time yeah because it's 666 just half 666
0: okay okay yeah the more you know it's devil's
2: time but I mean like it's just stuff like you like said, it's the meme numbers are probably the second highest. But I mean
0: As we all know, memes are the dreams. I look don't at, know, about that. Look at, look at AMV and look at GameStop <laughs> for that shit. The memes were dreams for some folks there, but uh I know not too long ago, I was I think it was with Christian, we were looking at the prices of viscera sears serialized. Before any of this information and stuff came out, and a lot of people have just been holding on to them. And there's at the time that we looked that up, there wasn't a, there wasn't anybody that had a slabbed version of that. And when it comes to serialized numbers, I feel like those are more prone to get slabbed, graded by PSA, oh, oh for brackets, sure, CCG and for stuff sure. Like that so
2: yeah, anything limited run is gonna be. Put it in a slab. Hopefully, never played. Yep,
0: and that's just already
2: gonna. Help that's it like you even more of a my game. my card is never gonna be played. Yeah, right. There's no reason to. It's never gonna be printed again,
0: Danny. I really hope that you actually pull a serial number because first off, you got like the most. When I say stupid, I mean like the positive. So, stupid, the, seri- stupid fucking so luck. the serial. So the serial numbers are like a really good. But the serial, serial numbers are only in collector boosters. Yeah, and one. Of the, and you're you got the stupid luck where you're like, I'm gonna splurge on this fucking collector booster one time uh, at Walmart, and then you open up like one of the most wanted cards of these schematic fucking. I'll get ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. And then you go fucking grade it in and it's going to be like, oh, this is a perfect 10. And then you're going to have a fucking <laughs> another college fund for your other kid. Now it's like, uh, cool. I don't have to just love Callie with this one. Now I can love. The I other don't think my one. oldest is going to college. Psh, totally no, to I college. honestly, I don't think she'll go to college as much as I want to make a joke about this. I feel we should probably get going still.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably we've been talking for an
0: hour and 40 minutes. Oh my God. You know, you know, I, I feel just the two of us, we can have like a really swing and a miss with an episode where it's like, <laughs> we can be like, yeah, we got this fucking done quick. Suck it big G. But yet then here we are extending this two like, hours longer just, and you're, you're still not getting on topic, Still not getting on topic uh, tomorrow. Again, reminder, October 4th or today to those listening to the edited version, there's a bunch of brothers war news coming out. So yeah, check out, check out our discord. We're clearly going to be talking about this shit when it comes out tomorrow. I'm going to do my best to be sharing screenshots. Hopefully, Oh God, was it at, maybe I won't be square sharing screenshots shots. I think it's earlier in the morning, so I'm just only going to be able to listen to it. Uh, yeah, we got uh, bundles, pre-release kits, uh, jumpstarts, boosters, uh, collector boosters, set boosters and draft boosters there. Links down below for all of that good shiznit. Okay, we're going to quickly go over the conjured currency section. We're going to do rapid read, like, like per usual. So over in the contra currency section, we we read the amazing article from mtgstocks.com that comes out with a weekly winner article that goes over three to five cards moving up in price or three to five that are moving down. This week's weekly winner article dropped on Thursday. We record on Monday, so there might be price differences between then and now, and we'll let you know. The reason why I dropped on Thursday is the writer Arjun is out on vacation, who even on vacation is still writing articles for mtg socks so arjun you are truly a badass motherfucker good on you uh he starts it off and i thought that this was interesting and i wanted to read it here real quick uh quote so before we get started with this week's winners let's quickly address two of the top risers this week lord of the undead and toothy imaginary friend borderless these are both uh secret lair printings that haven't been out yet uh, according to the interests they went up almost 50000% to respectively 2400 24922 cards and 12411 dollars cards <laughs> 24922 and 12411 dollars you can see on the interests they are flagged as warning that these price points may not be correct And this is indeed the case these cards are obviously not nearly worth that much but a vendor listed them for insanely high prices i have heard vendors sometimes do this that they do not have the card in stock or it's easier to change the price later than to remove it from inventory and then re-add it later or sometimes it's just human error and it was a listing mistake regardless this is a good lesson to always look at the market price of a card if available for these two cards in particular that can be a bit harder since they are still a secret layer, uh, from the Secret layer August Super Drop and have not been shipped yet. So, starting off with the weekly winners. Scion of Draco, 12 mana artifact creature, Dragon, 4-4, Domain. This spell costs 2 less to cast for each basic land type among lands you control. Flying, each creature you control has Vigilance if it's white, Hexproof if it's blue, Lifelink if it's black, First Strike if it's red, and Trample if it's green. This card was released in Modern Horizons 2. It had a couple different printings there. Originally, it just jumped up 36% on Thursday and was at $8.67. Today, Monday, market price going for $7.34. Average price, $8.23. Foils are just shy of $12. European average of Sign of Draco going for €2.18. This has multiple different printings here. You got the extra uh old retro border version which has an average price of about ten dollars now and the borderless version which is just shy of 13 it has a it got reprinted in the list i think it was reprinted in the list this last summer for um oh, what was the last set before boulder's gate was it in boulder's gate? It, it was put on the list so it had a couple different printings but still commanding such a high price sign of draco is getting experimented a lot right now, not only in Modern, but in Commander. Commander is super uh, positively because of the five-color decks like Jota coming out. If you have a creature with all five colors, it gets all five of those abilities. Uh, Lifelink, Trample, First Strike, Hexproof, and Vigilance. And just that alone for a potential two-mana 4-4 is pretty good on an artifact creature that can get re- reanimated and just reoccurred being an artifact pretty super easily. So Jota decks are loving that. But also in Modern, you have a domain deck that is popping up as well, along with, you know, the typical like four color, five color shenanigans. Teamur Rhinos is wanting to run a copy or two of Scion of Draco in there to, give the, to, to, to work with their uh, rhinos and the other creatures in there. Uh, Calibrated Blast. That modern deck is loving this card, and that's the one where you reveal cards from the top of your library, so you reveal a non-land card, put the reveal card at the bottom of your library in a random order. When there are, you reveal a non-land card this way, Calibrated Blast deals damage equal to that card's mana value to any target. So you reveal Draco, Sign of Draco, and just deal 12 damage to typically a person's face. Scion of Draco, moving up in price. There's a deck list here for a modern zoo build on MTG stocks. Next up, we have Riki, The History of Kamigawa. Green 2, legendary creature, human shaman. When you play a legendary spell, draw a card. This card was printed in Saviors of Kamigawa and it had a secret lair drop uh, recently during uh, Kamigawa earlier this year. Current market price is $10.29. Average price $11.95. Foils going for twenty five twenty three European average for three dollars fifty seven cents. The secret Lair printing is about fourteen ninety nine, and then there's also a mystery booster printing of it as well, going for almost fourteen dollars. Uh, Riki, the history of Kamigawa legendary matters decks are a big thing in Commander right now, and so Dominaria United really boosted that. You got Joda the Unifier. And Jedit Ojin mercenary decks. Kethis, the hidden hand, all legendary matter decks that are picking up in popularity because of Dominary United. And so Riki, the history of Kamigawa, moving up in price. Next up, Erebos, God of the Dead. Black 357 Legendary Enchantment Creature God indestructible at the uh, as long as your devotion to black is less than 5 Erebos isn't a creature your opponents can't gala- gain life and it has black one pay to life draw a card it jumped up 24% on thursday and was at $13.80 today market price 14.77 average price 14.38 foils of Erebos out of the dead are going for $18.12 european average of 9 euros and a cent this had a secret layer printing only, and that was the Theros Constellation printing of it, and that is currently at an average price of about $20. Now, Erebos, God of the Dead, is moving up in price because of Shieldred, the Apocalypse, from Saviors of Kamigawa. Shieldred decks... Having Shieldred out is just pay 2 mana, draw a card, because pay 2 mana, pay 2 life, draw a card, you'd gain 2 life off of that, so it just negates the the paying two life to draw a card there and you just as long as you have mana you can draw cards without like going down in life which is not half bad so uh it also is mentioned here Erebos has found its way into other commander decks like Xur Eternal Schemer coming out in Dominary United and also in Baldur's Gate's Varric, Warped Sangier And that is whenever you activate an ability that isn't a Malin ability, if life was paid to activate it, you may pay that much life again. If you do copy the ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. So for two mana, four life, you draw two cards. For that, in, in that build. I do want to say here, Erebos, God of the Dead. If you're looking for a, a shielded deck just for the ability of paying two to draw a card, Arghul's Bloodfast, an M, or, uh, one of the Ikoria not Ikoria. Ixalan lands that flip, that meet a condition. It's black one legendary enchantment, mm-hmm. legendary matters. You may pay black one, pay two life, draw a card and then if your life is at five or less you may transform Argul's Bloodfast over to its land version which adds a mana, taps to add a mana of any color or you could tap, sack a creature gain life equal to that creature's toughness and that's like a 50 cent to a dollar card. So if you want what Erebos does but on a cheaper budget our Blood Bloodfast. That's, that's Matt's tip. That's Matt's pick this week. Our Ghoul's Bloodfast. But, Danny, you want to tell us about these cheap pickups?
2: I suppose I can do that um, since Matt's been talking for hours and hours and hours. I like to hear my voice. Fuck yeah, 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 I know. I know. But I've been here for two hours. Oh, my God. So, the first up on cheap pickups, we go to... Nixus, the Fallen. He's sitting at 358 and moving up. So hurry up and pick him up before he goes over $5. Um, which he hasn't been since May of this year. Uh next up we have Ugin the Spirit Dragon, everyone's favorite artifact dragon that everyone hates and loves at the same time. Sitting at $21.03. He is stabling out. This is the M21 version. Remember when it was $80? Yup. Now's your time. That is true. Next up, we have Batterskull, sitting at $5.97, slowly moving down. Um, he's been on a solid downtrend for the last
0: few months. Yeah, one of the biggest things with that is it's it's lost a little bit of popularity in Modern. Because it's a gross card. And it's just not as good as compared to something like oh, Ultra Complete. yeah,
2: for sure. But, man now that that's done where can you find updates on cards that you want
0: we'll make this super quick yeah, go check please, out are a price tracking website they're very good at uh, notifying you multiple different ways of cards that you enter or products as well you can enter in sealed product as well and whenever someone on tcg player is selling or selling or buying at that price you get notified And you can jump in on that train to buy cheap or sell high. So TCG Sniper mentioned the guys over at This Weekend MTG sent you. You'll get three months free of their plus program. Dope. Yeah. Now, I want to make this quick because this was an interesting thing that Nomad and I were talking about for the Thoughtcast. What should the Praetors be named if they were human? I bring this up because Nomad, he calls Shieldred Shelly Oh, so you're just saying like a human name? Yeah, a human name. If if so, if Shieldred's Shelly what's Vorinclex What's Jinkataxis? What's Urbrask? And what is Vorinclex Shelley? would be Vern. Vern, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, what are the other ones? Jinkataxis. Gint- uh I was thinking George. My question is: it male? Is he? F- is it? Is he? F- is it male or female?
0: Uh, I think Jin Kentaxis is more masculine. Okay. I don't know if the Praetors actually have like a sex.
2: Well, Shielder's obviously female. female. There's
0: yeah. You have Elish Norton is obviously a female. Yeah, so Jin Kintaxis is more male. Okay. Formaclex male. Urbrask male.
2: So Jin. I can see George. Or. Django. <laughs> Jeffrey with the G.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Pretentious sounds something like a, a blue a blue prater would totally yep. be fine with. So Jeffrey with the G. Urbrask.
2: Urbrask. Eugene. Um. Bateman. Urbrask.
0: Br- 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 I don't know. Not Eugene though. Eugene didn't click with you.
2: No, Eugene. That's that's a. It starts with the E. That doesn't
0: fit. But it sounds like a U. Yeah. Eugene Urbrask? no yeah what what, what new names do you got ulysses no ulysses well I think that that falls under the same thing. Ulysses is spelled like e u so I think you're gonna have yeah. to just accept the fact that you're gonna have to do something where it starts with an e so Urbrask would be like Ulysses or Eugene or ungabunga ungabunga, <laughs> <laughs> not a human name, but human nickname I would. I would
2: have to, you'd have to make it more of a like a meme name or I think you, a, a typical like stuck up or grouchy
0: name. Eustace. Very grouchy. Look at cursed Cowardly Dog.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Herbrask is Eustace? Sure. Okay. Uh, Elish Norn.
2: Elish Norn seems
0: like a Karen. It seems like Okay. And then the final one is Vern is Voranclex, Jor or jo- uh, Jeffrey with a G is Jin. Eustace is Urbras. Karen is Elishnorn. That's all five. Cause uh is Shelly then. Yep. There we go, there well, you have it. What about what about the father of the predators? Uh Gix or are you talking about like mm-hmm. boy Gix? Well, Gix is the father of all predators. Yeah.
2: Okay, so Gix. Because he made Erborg, right? Okay. If
0: he... Urborg was a thing already there. Because um, Gix was a subordinate to Yagmoth during the Thran before they went off and found Frexia, And they were trapped there for thousands of years before Gix now is back during the Brothers' War being a full predator, because from that mistake I think Gix was like a person that got frexianized with Phrasis that or that uh, Yagmoth was like I can make you better mm. but Gix the, the Gix is a very aggressive name I feel so you gotta have like maybe an intimidating more of an intimidating name with Gix what's an intimidating G name I have no idea Gilbert would you not be intimidated by Gilbert Godfrey coming up to you? Let me tell is, you, is,
2: isn't he like five four? I think he passed away too. He did pass away, yeah. but I mean, like, wasn't he like five? Like height short? doesn't
0: mean height doesn't mean shit. It, intimidation, it does, dude. So, so Rachel, she's short, but she scares me when she gets mad.
2: But you can still laugh it off, though. You
0: could, but, then but I, you, loo- but I lose my but he, shins. But at that here's point. the thing:
2: you still poke. You still poke at the bear, though, when she gets pissed. And I lose my shin. But you still poke the bear. Okay, so... Because Gil- she doesn't intimidate you. If she intimidates you, you would just stop. So you don't like Gilbert for gicks? No.
0: I'm drawing a blank. I will think about it, because it's been two hours. We'll come back next week with that. But currently, we have, we have Vern, Jeffrey... With a G. With a G. Karen. Yep. Shelly. Yep. And... Uh... Eustace, mm-hmm. there's your prayers with human name, human names, folks. Yep. And thank you, holy shit, for making it to the end of this surprisingly longer episode than I thought it was going to be. Not going to yep, lie. Max. Looking at this, it's like, oh, yeah. we're First off, the universe is beyond bit. You took easily the 15 minutes. You that kept shit.
2: pushing, and I kept giving. you.
0: <laughs> thank you, legendary magic folk, for making it to the end of episode 157 of This Week in MTG. Big thank you to our patrons for supporting us and this long ass content.
2: OnlyFans will be coming. Oh my god, I can't believe
0: you actually fucking did that. <laughs> We'll see what fucking happens with that shit, I guess. P Picks. Do P-pics. I P-pics. did P-pics. I fucking check this off? Dude do, do we do something? Do we get a tax right Welcome
2: welcome to whoever marked down only fans for this week in mtg on your bingo card you may check it off yeah now.
0: check it off i guess one step closer what do you get for winning that bingo card i don't know a maybe feet some pick? feet pics maybe something maybe you'll get the the Dana, danny there will be Sise. no nudes there'll be danny in a sissy costume Nope. Oh well, that nope that was only if they made 500 dollars. Yes.
2: or yeah piled up 500 dollars
0: get us $500 at any point that'll happen so also big thank you to JW sports cards and gaming for sponsoring us if you're looking for anything magic related go check them out now Danny do you have anything you want to add to the end of this episode Nope. with that magic folk we will catch you next time
2: see ya peace
1: Congratulations! You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash this week in MTG. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at mtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much.
2: Matt, I need our email email yeah this week in mtg you're
0: making an actual yes sir
2: i am doing it for our feet pics swear
0: to god if all this shit starts showing up and my wife is like why is there only fans on here now we're gonna have a discussion